Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, Easter has come and gone. We're all sharing gorgeous photos of blossom framed against blue skies. The bluebells are out. And in spite of travel restrictions on us, swallows are flying thousands of miles from Africa and are gradually appearing around the district. Contributors to the Great Hearts Garden Bird Count are reporting sightings of all sorts of new arrivals, including that of a cuckoo. Now, that's a bird song that even I can recognise. So if you hear a cuckoo, do share on Twitter at RV underscore environment. And who knows, with less road and plane noise, hopefully even more of us will be able to enjoy that wonderful sound of spring. Now, if you want to learn a little bit more about birds, then head over to the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Chaffer website, where this week's theme for the wild at home thing is birds. There's a tick sheet for a mini garden bird watch. There's a bird silhouette quiz and there's activities like uh, making your own binoculars. Yes, really. There's um, crafting a nest and helping to avoid birds colliding with your windows, which probably quite a good idea given there's going to be lots of baby birds around soon and they perhaps might be a little bit more susceptible to that. So there's plenty for adults and for kids alike. Now, H.G. Wells once said, whenever I see an adult on a bicycle, I have hope for the human race. And surely his hope for the human race would have been boosted even more by seeing that adult cycling on a quiet road during lockdown with a couple of kids enthusiastically cycling along with her or him. But just as we're finding that teaching kids schoolwork at home isn't as easy as it might seem, teaching kids to cycle, well, that's not so easy either. I couldn't help but notice one of my neighbours trying to persuade her hysterical small child that she couldn't use stabilisers on her little bike forever. But the quiet lockdown roads do seem like too good an opportunity to miss. And if you have children... If they can cycle with you, it means that you can get that bit further and enjoy the countryside together that bit better. So when are kids old enough to cycle on roads? Should the kids go in front or behind you? And how about that question about stabilisers? Well, who better to ask than lifelong cyclist, St Albans cycle campaigner and cycling proficiency trainer, John Metcalf. Now, in spite of a few false starts, Respect to John for mastering the necessary technology to join us online. Okay, John. Well, thank you for climbing all those technological mountains and for joining me <laughs> here today. A little laugh down the line. I think all this tech, no, technology challenging is really good for us. So, John, it's something that you're more used to, um, cycling with, with children. At about what age do you think that children are able to cycle supervised on roads? Well, it depends how confident they are. I mean, with a lot of cycling, if they do it regularly and so on, they should be able to go out with parents or another responsible adult at the age from seven onwards. But to do it on their own, I think realistically we're talking about the age of nine and a, a fair amount of training and 
uh, and experience. Right. Okay, then. So um, there's the opportunity now uh, on your daily exercise to, to get out cycling with your children. Um, and I've seen, you know, little families of, of four perhaps cycling along. Are you best cycling in front of children so that they can copy you? Or is it best to, to be behind them so that you can see what they're doing? Assuming the children are very competent already with their bikes, I think the, the best thing is to cycle alongside them with the adult near towards the middle of the road, two abreast with the adult on the outside. It's not always feasible on every road, but if it isn't, I think the adult is better cycling behind the child. Having explained beforehand what the commands mean, stop, look both ways, things like that, making sure that the child understands the instructions. Okay. okay. So, so, so do you think there it's a combination of um, showing children what to do, but also there has to be a bit, of, um, a bit of, of instruction beforehand telling them what they need to do? I would definitely go for instruction beforehand. Uh, you have got to explain to the children to get them understanding what cycling on the road is all about they've got to know the key uh, there's four key principles the first one is looking everywhere anticipating what is happening knowing what's happening behind and everything that's the first observation the second one is knowing what position on the road to be in you don't want to be stuck in the middle of the road if you're turning left the third third one is telling people what you're going to do by signaling and the fourth one before children really go on the road cycling they need to understand the the highway code who has priority that as a person cycling they have an equal priority with roads with on the roads with lorries or other motor vehicles and if they've got priority by the rules of the road in the highway code they've got to keep to that priority so four core principles that they really need to understand to be able to cycling on the road okay and even though the roads are quieter at the moment there are still cars there aren't there so the danger is still is this still there the danger is there just because the roads are quieter doesn't make them less hazardous we find when teaching children to cycle that they cycle better and more thoughtfully when there's traffic around because they realize what the problems are and how how important it is to keep looking if the roads are very quiet i think they can be lulled into a false sense of security because we have to remember when the roads were quieter 50 or 60 years ago there are actually more collisions and fatalities on the roads so provided people act sensibly when there's traffic about it is safer and, and that it can be safer than quieter roads Right. Well, that is quite surprising, quite counterintuitive, isn't it? And definitely it, something it to think about, isn't it? Yeah. So, so, so presumably we can find the highway code online. So there's a bit of homework to be done there. How about with younger children, those children perhaps that are younger than perhaps seven, um, for practicing those bike skills, perhaps in the garden or at home? What kind of things can they practice off the road to get them ready to go onto the road perhaps um, a little later on? 
Well, before anyone goes on the road or tries to start cycling or anything, every day they need to check their bicycles, make sure the brakes work, make sure there's air in the tires, make sure the steering, there's nothing loose on the bike. So that the key thing before you do any cycling is to check that the bicycle is safe. Okay, then if a child wants to try to start to ride a bike, a garden is not ideal because often the ground is too soft to roll along easily. So if you can get to anywhere with a hard surface, an empty car park or something like that, that's a, a better place to try to start cycling. The e most important thing to start with is getting the child to, to use the brakes, understand what the brakes are for, how it stops the bike because anyone's going to be scared riding a bike if they don't know how to stop it. So just even just walking alongside the bike on the side away from the chain, holding the handlebars and trying the brakes, just getting used to riding, sort of using the brakes. Uh, that can be done in, if you've got a driveway at home without a car in it, that sort of hard surface can be ideal for getting started. We think it's better not to use stabilizers on a bike. Just get used to balancing the bike. So having checked the brakes, working out how to climb on and climb off the bike, put the seat down fairly low and then let the child sort of walk or scoot along sitting on the bike. So they get used to scooting along, stopping, scooting along and so on and then ask them to gradually build up so that they're moving and you hope fairly soon they might be able to take their feet off the ground and and sort of glide along it's sort of getting that balance and confidence that's so essential to start in cycling okay well that sounds like some excellent tips there john um and if children you know are able to get some bike skills and learn to cycle um whilst they're out and about during lockdown then do you think that would be a, that would be something good for them to have learned do you do you see that kids benefit from from gaining these skills oh it it, it gives children a tremendous sense of confidence to be cycling along and they get so much excitement from mastering the skill of riding a bike and so on and we even find they feel really excited when they've cycled with traffic <laughs> they wow. think wow how how terrific fantastic uh, Okay. The, the one thing I'd caution, though, the problem at the moment is you've got these, we have these beautiful cycle tracks in our area, like the Alban Way, but the problem is parts of the Alban Way are so narrow that you can't get your staying away from people two metre distance. Yeah. So that's a bit of a problem at the moment. <laughs> I, I, I found in that place it's a matter of anticipating people coming up and then stopping before the bottleneck to ensure that um, there's plenty of space for passing. But as you say, that can be that's, yeah. something, something definitely to bear in mind. John, thank you very much indeed for those, those fantastic tips. And, and I think that learning to cycle will be a lovely thing for kids to leave lockdown with. So thank you very much indeed for joining me. Okay, thank you. 
A big thank you to John Medcalf there. And thank you also to Rona Whiteman. She's leader of the local women's cycle group Five Miles to Sap to Fabulous. She's currently holed up in the spare room of her house, self-isolating whilst she recovers from COVID. And she took the time to make a few recommendations. So thank you, Rona. And we hope you are out on your bicycle again soon. So Rona pointed out that British Cycling have got some great resources on readysetcycle.co.uk. They've got a simple bike check to run through so that you can check your bike is in working order before setting out, like um, John recommended, um, and also how to ensure that a cycle helmet is adjusted and fitted properly. And just in case you're thinking that a cycle helmet isn't really necessary on a car-free road or path, well, my family seem to be quite talented at falling off their bikes and landing on their heads without the need for any help from a car Um, and a cycle helmet that isn't fitted properly unfortunately doesn't do the job so take a look at that. Another great online resource which Rona found is cyclesprog.co.uk and that's particularly handy if you're planning on buying a bike for a child which you can still do. Now you can go online or there are cycle shops still open. BC Cycles um, is open on Hatfield Road with special social distancing measures. They say, um, we'd just like to say a massive thank you to all our customers old and new who've supported us through these difficult times. We're pleased to report that we're very busy and would appreciate a phone call before turning up at the shop so that we can continue to follow government guidelines on social distancing and maintain a safe an environment as possible Um, and their waiting times for cycle repairs is about 10 days Um, addiction cycles on victoria street are also open and like bc they operate a strict one in one out policy in their shop and they also offer a free local collection and delivery service for those who wish to stay at home Also on Victoria Street, um, Rock and Road Cycles say, yes, we are open as our government has classed all bicycle shops as essential businesses. Good to know. However, during the current crisis, we're operating a one customer at a time and card payment only policy to protect customers and staff. And St Albans Cycles up at Jersey Farm are open with similar restrictions, but they've reduced their opening hours. So do check um, their Facebook page or give them a ring first. And it's great to see on social media that many of you are being persuaded by the quiet roads to dust off your bikes and get out and about for the first time for quite a long time. Local tweeter Fatty on a Bicycle says, My kids are older and reluctant to cycle on roads as they've had incidents with drivers, but the photos shows that they're back on their bikes, enjoying the exercise and the relative freedom that cycling can give. However, also on social media comes the reminder from Hearts Police that speeding is still a problem. So do continue to take care on roads as well as sticking to the rules about social distancing and one exercise trip per day. And finally, a quick shout out to Earthworks, the charity that helps people with learning difficulties develop skills at their organic garden down at Hicksbury Lane. Now, unfortunately, they have had to close during the current crisis, but they're running an important crowdfund for the most essential of things, new loos. Now, over many years, they say that their on-site compost toilets have deteriorated and aren't now working very well, and that this has had a huge impact on earthworkers. 
Now, they say sustainability is at the heart of Earthworks and the budget for this project includes a water conservation feature which will collect rainwater from the roofs at Earthworks for use in the new toilets. They say that conserving water is vitally important in water-stressed Hertfordshire where rainfall is low, but the rate of water use per person is one of the highest in the UK and they're right about that. Um, And they say that a, a rainwater collection storage and pump system will ensure minimal environmental impact for years to come um, so it, it, this is their 25th anniversary year down at earthworks um, and it would be great if they could hit their crowdfunding target so if you i know it's hard time for all of us but um, if you can spare a few quid then i'm sure they'd appreciate it and you can make your donation at crowdfunder.co.uk forward slash earthworks um, now you can follow me on Twitter at uh, RV underscore environment. Do take a check on the Environment Matters Facebook page and you can drop me a line on amanda at radioverilum.com if you've got a comment about the show today or ideas that you'd like me to cover in future. And remember, of course, that we've got that whole enormous library of podcasts from Environment Matters and other Radio Verilum shows at radioverilum.com forward slash podcast. Now I'm going to be back at the same time next week. But in the meantime, stay safe and thank you for listening.